I'm Janet Roper, and you're listening to the Reawaken Right Relationship Podcast. Welcome to this place where we have conversations about creating, nurturing, and sustaining right relationship with all sentient beings. Thank you for listening to this podcast and a hearty dose of gratitude to those who have supported this podcast by making a financial contribution. I delight in providing this on-the-house offering to you, and it is made possible for me to continue to do so thanks to the voluntary support from listeners such as yourself. To become a sustaining member or to make a one-time contribution, you will find the link in the episode notes. Thank you so much for your support. I bet you have heard all about the importance of setting an intention, and I bet a lot of you do that on a fairly regular basis. You've probably heard that the intention is what is behind the manifestation of your goals and your dreams, that it helps to create clarity in your life and can be the GPS getting you from point A to point B, which is why you probably make an intention to create the life and the outcome that you want. That just makes sense, doesn't it? So what is an intention? Deepak Chopra, in The Spontaneous Fulfillment of Desire, says, Intention operates outside the boundaries of normal space and time. It is the great organizing and unifying force of the universe, infinite in scope and duration. It allows us to imagine beyond the boundaries of what local minds see as possible, to think outside the box, and to believe in miracles. So intention is important, right? After all, we have good intentions and we want the best for all concerned. Isn't that the truth? Sometimes when we create an intention, we expect things to magically happen. Create the intention, sit back and wait. Bring it on, universe. That is magical thinking, and magical thinking is not the same as setting an intention. Nor is magical thinking the same as purposefully working with, being aligned with, and being answerable for the impact your intention has on others. So let's dig a little deeper. Let's start off by talking about the difference between intention and goal. Intention, at least I think this is a basic way to look at it. You can look at us at an intention as being who you want to be, and the goal is what you want to do. So when we think about goals, goals are focused on the future and they are check offable. Isn't that a great word? Check offable. Goals are check offable. If you've got a to list, you can check that goal off the to do list and it is done and taken care of. Goals are a destination or a specific achievement. Intentions are lived each day independent of reaching the goal or destination. Goals are external achievements and intentions are your inner relationships with yourself and with others. But I think if you go back to what I said just a moment ago and thinking about the difference that the intention is who you want to be, it helps you to create and be who you want to be and the goal is what you want to do that that will help you keep the two of them straight.
So let's dive a little bit deeper and let's talk about setting and intention and what goes into that, okay? So as I said a little bit earlier, the intention is who you want to be and the goal is what you want to do. The goal, remember, is check-offable. The intention is a way of being. And intentions are lived daily. So let's say that I'm taking my dog Max to the vet and we're going to have a senior checkup for Max. I want to set an intention before going to the vet so that when I get there, our time will be used wisely and so that the quality of my, mine and Max's experience at the vet can begin with the phrasing of the intention that I am asking and the place from where it's coming from. So I go to the vet's office. My intention for Max is to find out what's going on with him so I can best help him. And that intention is coming from a good place. I want to help um, as best I can uh, what's going on with Max. And that level of help can take many different ways, many different forms, as all of you know. So having that intention set, that means that when I go into the vet, I'm not going to get sidetracked. I'm not going to get sidetracked and halfway through as she's telling me how I can best help Max, I'm not going to all of a sudden start talking about my cat Raven. Or I'm not going to all of a sudden start talking about the um, animal communication work that I do because I am focused with my intention of being there, being present, and being able to help Max. So I used the example as, um, you know, going into the vet. This could be with any professional that you're meeting with. It might be a coach. It might be an animal communicator. It might be your own doctor. But when you go to a meeting with someone, when you are meeting with someone, it's good to have an intention for what is going to take place in that meeting, because that's going to be what gives you focus, what keeps the the meeting, the session on track, and it's, it's just going to make things a lot clearer. You won't walk away feeling as things are clear as mud, which I've done that before. So here are three simple steps to phrasing your intent. Step number one is keep it simple. Step number two is keep it specific to you and to your life. So keeping it simple, when I take Max into the vet, it's how can I best help Max. Keeping it specific is I'm talking about Max I'm not talking about the dog down the street. I'm not talking about dogs in shelters. I'm not talking about my neighbor's dog. I'm talking specifically about Max. And then I find it, this is me personally, I find it really helpful to phrase the intention as a declaration instead of a question. So when I am creating my own intentions, I will say, I intend to discover and then whatever it is I want to discover. Or I want to learn how to recognize. And to me, that brings in the specificity, did I say that right? The specifics of um, and the centeredness of being in on that intention. And it helps me to focus in on that intention. Because sometimes if I ask a question, Like, what is it that I can discover? Well, that just opens the whole field, doesn't it, of what you can discover. But if you say, I intend to discover, 
whatever it is you intend to discover, then that puts in the focus, that puts on the spotlight on your intention. And that's, that's just really in, in my bag of books. And from my opinion, that's the way to set your intention. Okay, are you ready? Because now we're just really going to deep dive in there. Um, we have talked about what an intention is, the difference between an intention and a goal, and how to set your intention. And now let's really go into the depth of it, okay, the nitty-gritty of it. And let's talk about the impact of your intention. Because, yep, intention is important, but there's much more to it than setting it and then passively waiting for the outcome. So when we set an intention, and heavens knows I've done this, right? I'm just raising my hand right now saying, been there, done it, okay? When I've set an intention and I have waited for the universe to bring the results of that intention to me, in hindsight, I have discovered that that was naive. And frankly, it spoke much more to the privilege that I have and had at that time than working consciously and deliberately with intention. So when I waited for the universe to bring it on, okay, I was just sitting back, basically kicked my feet up, said, I want this, there you go, that's all there is to it, and waited. And like I said, that's magical thinking. Magical thinking does not work. When we are working with intention, that's the key word. We're working with it. We're working with it consciously and deliberately, not magically. So in order to work properly with your intention, we need to take a deep dive into the purpose behind it and explore what lies behind the motive for creating it. We also need to explore our feelings about why we created that intention and to go beyond it, to go beyond how it can, and usually does make us feel good about ourselves. Because that doesn't, excuse me, doesn't that make sense? That we would create an intention that makes us feel good about ourselves because we're trying to be helpful. I truly believe that humans, at the deepest of the deepest of the deepest of their hearts, they really want to be helpful. Okay? Um. And in being helpful, that can, that can make us feel good about ourselves in a way that makes sense, but also in a way that speaks to privilege in itself. So anyway, what we want to do is we want to be and we need to be aware of the impact our intention has on others. So it's not enough to simply have an intention. We need to know and be answerable to the impact our intention has on others. So let's think about this for a moment, okay? I want you to think about how you judge yourself when it comes to your intentions, okay? My experience when I'm judging myself um, based on my intentions is that they're good and I'm meaning well and my intent is good, okay? But sometimes when we're judging others based on the impact their intentions have on us, it creates havoc. Because while their intentions are good from their perspective, the impact it is having on us from our perspective is not good. And so that creates a gap 
between the intention and the impact, and often that gap is filled with conflict and drama. And I think if you'll take a time to think about this, how this has happened in your life, you'll see, you'll find examples for yourself of how maybe what somebody's intention was had a not favorable impact on you. And because of that, there was discord that was created. So let's just think about this for a moment. If your intention is to have a beautiful garden, but you don't take the time to care and nurture it, the impact of your intention causes the plants to struggle if it doesn't outright kill them. If your intention is to volunteer at an animal shelter, but you keep calling to cancel or reschedule your volunteer time, the impact of your intention affects the well-being of the animals and staff at the shelter. After all, they were counting on you to follow through with your intention. So as you are setting your intentions, okay, remember to keep it simple, keep it specific, and then from my personal opinion, phrase it as a declaration instead of a question, okay? But also, folks, remember to keep your eyes open to the impact that your intention is having on others, we always, always need to be in attentive of the impact that our intention has on others. And we need to be willing to alter, to tweak, or maybe even abandon our intent if we are seeing that it is having a, a not good impact, a serious impact on others. I hope you'll join me for next week's episode with guest Raven Many Voices. Raven is a spiritual teacher, a counselor, and she is quite a remarkable woman. I have known Raven for many years, and we have always laughed. We've always had a good time together, and we've always talked about dragons. And that's what we're going to be talking about on next week's episode. We are going to be talking about how to create right relationship with what some folks might call mythical beings. Do you love what you're hearing on this podcast? I sure hope so. And if you are loving it, I ask that you show support by liking it and leaving a comment or review on whatever platform you are listening to this on. You can also show your support by sharing it with your friends and family. And I so appreciate your help. Thank you. I think you'll enjoy the podcast, Everyday Animism, that I co-host with two exceptional women, Kelly Harrow of SoulfulIntentArts.com and Brandis Schnabel of SoulfulFocus.com. In this podcast, we explore all things animism, particularly how animism impacts everyday life. You can find it here at Anchor or on your favorite podcast platform. The 20 plus years that I have spent writing, speaking, podcasting, and sharing what I know with you have all been to support your life and relationship with the animals and the other nature beings you love so dearly. I share what I know and intuit freely, a gift from my heart and spirit to you and the sentient beings of the world. It's a body of work grounded in love and infinite respect for all life, because we all do better when all creatures do better.
If you find my work helpful, if an article or a podcast has inspired or informed you or expanded possibilities in your world, a donation would be deeply appreciated as a way to show your support. You can make a payment of any amount at paypal.me backslash Janet Roper, or simply go to my website, www.janetroper.com, and at the top you will see a tab that says Make a Contribution, and you can make your contribution there. I thank you very much. Your contribution makes my work sustainable. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you have enjoyed hearing this, remember to subscribe to the podcast on Anchor or iTunes. And if you would like to follow more of my work, please visit www.janetroper.com.